What's up, party people? What's happening? Uh, this is the incredible G. And I'm your host with the most, Mr. Ron, with a little pick. Episode 24, this is Ron's pick. I'll let you introduce. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I can't wait for people's comments. Yeah, I know. This is going to It's It's a little odd one, but... It had to be on the list for 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 some reasons that you will you're just about you just about to find out. So part of the people, I bring you a nightmare on my street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince from 1988 from the album. He's the DJ and I'm the rapper. You ready to do this? Yep. All right. Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, Originality. Yup. These two guys, everything they did was original at that time because they yeah. started a lot of yeah. things, a lot of trends, break some doors. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't recognize them as a force. That game, but, but it's, they it's, are, and and it's and it's true though. For some reason, I don't know why the hip hop con- co- community cannot give. I find like they they really cannot give props to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince while they truly had their uh, place in uh, hip hop culture. Now, I do need to specify that it's. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince and not Will Smith. I'm sorry, Will. The but rapper, no. the, the solo stuff was unacceptable, man. Sorry, my man. But so, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Everything they, they had did, something. They had something. Every album you know? they did until they, I think I can beat Mike Tyson. That's yeah, that, 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 that's the only album that was like, I was like, what, what happened? But they still had their first album, Rock the House. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay, it was good. They had Girls in Nothing But Trouble. Oh. After that, they had He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper, which to me, uh, I, I. That was felt, a double album. That was a double album. And first double album in the hip hop game. Not and only that, not only that. Tupac, B- yeah, Wu-Tang. not only that, but. There's a clear cut where like there's one album that is for the MC and one album strictly for the DJ. That's before the Outcast concept. You yeah. Have one big boy, one during 2000. That's right. So that's true. Um, after that, they did uh, the album. I think I can meet Mike Tyson. That was questionable. Uh, but then they came back with uh, Home Base. Home Base, you know. Which, if you listen to the song Summertime, because I was like, I was like. It really sounds like Rakim Rhyming. Check it out. Check it out. Listen well, to Raz. Let's keep that flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Okay. I'm, I'm yes. going. I'm going off topic so here. So is gonna be. originality. So I will tell you. For 1988, it was original. Okay. Um, during that year, the Fat Boys. A little bit after them, they dropped an equal. Uh, a, a, another rap song about Freddie called uh, "Get Ready for Fred." Freddy, are right? you ready for Freddie? Are you ready for Freddie? Which wasn't that good. Um, to me, I find to take an air, an horror movie icon like Freddy Krueger 
and make a a rap song with it, I was sold. I was sold from the get go. Um, yeah. Uh, again, uh, I like I was sold from the get go. So for uh, originality, I'm gonna go out on the limb, and I get five on it. Damn. That's right. I don't know. You got that five arthritis. I'm I'm contagious. I'm contagious. I think people. No, you're no, you're not. No, yours. you're not. I give credit where credit is due, and this song was damn original. But me, it was original, really funky to make a rap or our rap song. They started a movement without knowing the our car rap yeah, genre yeah, yeah. before Grave Diggers. Insane Clown Posse, you know, people that yeah. went with the obscure stuff. They didn't know what they uh, sparked, you know. This other guy, uh, Necro? Necro, something, yeah. Buddha, this guy from Texas, the Buddha. Uh, but for that, I give it a three. Three? Yeah. So, uh, did the role switch? Now you're all you're you're stingy and I'm handing out fives? No, I give it a three. You know, for me it was original, but that's it. It was the originality was about our song, but that's it. Let's All right. Take it to delivery, lyrics, and flow. Delivery, lyrics, and flow. So I'm gonna start right off by saying, like, right from the get-go, the flow is outdated. Okay, so here I am. I'm sitting down and I like I'm trying to review the song, and I'm listening to the song. And I'm just laughing. I'm chuckling. You know? <laughs> like, this is funny. Um, would, the, would the rhyme scheme stand in 2019? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Later, no. Absolutely not. Um, but even when it was time to find a quotable, I did find one. But it was a little difficult because the whole song is a story and makes sense. And, yeah. and if you really like pay attention you could really dive into it which i did um and for mine my basically my quotable of course courtesy of genius.com um i chose a, a, a part uh, and it goes um here's what we'll do we got a lot of work here me and you Uh, the souls of your friends, you and I'll real, uh, will claim you've got the body and I've got the brains. The reason why I chose is because it's word for word part of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know what? You know, just like as a little... I'm a huge horror movie fan. Huge. Freddy Krueger, uh, the whole Nightmare on Elm Street series is right there. Like, you know, every Halloween I'll watch like a couple of movies. Um, so, delivery and flow. I will give it a four. Damn. <laughs> you know, Jazz Jeff, Fresh Prince, I give credit. These guys made an impact in the game. But for lyrics and flow of that one, they had better ones, you know. Uh, and me, Fresh Prince, always had a way of words without cursing and obscenity and cool battle rap. Mm -hmm. He could certainly crush you in a battle. Yeah, yeah. Without profanity, just with humor, humor, you know? Mm -hmm. He had a way. His lyrics were fun to listen to, but this one was one of his weakest to me. 
was a hip hop portable. Like I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. Look, I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The but girls won't be on you. Your face is all burnt, you know. But ain't that funny though? Yes. Don't get me wrong. Fresh friends, I always love his stuff. It was funny, easy to write through something. Mm -hmm. to, you know, you couldn't skip on it. But this one, I had to go with a 2.5. 2.5, man? Yeah, it was. That is. Yo, bad. you're getting stingy. Was that that song had an impact? Had the more impact you'll see in my little review uh, topics like okay. uh, relevance and impact. That's where you're gonna see why it's, it's chosen. Oh, that okay, is. okay. I feel you. I feel you. So right now, let's go into the the production. You go first, my man. Uh, the beat was alright, and true to the original sample of the Nightmare on Elm Street, mm -hmm. you know. And did you judge the Jeff and the Fresh Prince? They both produced most of their own tracks, yeah, yeah, their first four albums, you know. So they collaborated on everything they did. And on this one, you got Brian Chuck New. Mm -hmm. that, that this is a guy that produced for Houdini, Nene Sherry, Jazz, Big Jazz, you know, yeah. from Jazzo. Jazzo. Skinny Boys, oh. Baby Down Production. Remember Skinny Boys? Skinny, that ain't enough. You yeah, know? Skinny. So, and Kumudi, and even uh, The Cure. What? Billy Ocean, Brian Adams, and Massive Attack. This is a complete producer. He touched oh, a lot of genre. Well, I had no idea. And he touched that song too, you know, and also who touched us? This guy's not from hip hop. His name is Pete Curaris and he produced for Woudini, Kumudi, Jazz too. Because back at, back then, the big houses, you always had to have somebody from a studio, name studio. Yeah, yeah. Like, touch your rap song. Yeah. It wasn't all... He wasn't necessarily a guy who was into hip hop. Hip -hop that's yeah. why. He was just... He could now be like a, a sound engineer. and everything. And this guy, Pete Curaris, he produced, like I said, for Woudini, Komudi, Jazz too. And he also produced one of my ultimate teens days rock song. Don't forget, before rap came, we're from Canada, we discovered rap around 87. <laughs> we used to listen to every kind of music, and still, like we do. We are not hip hop purists, we're musical purists, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, our first we're love music fans. Music you know? fans, but my, my, my heart goes to hip hop, you know? And that guy, Pete Curavis, produced Touch Me by Samantha Fox. Oh, sure. One of my ultimate first crush, she was a British rocker. So, Google it. Oh, 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 I know who Samantha Fox is. Yeah. So, so, she so, so, my Samantha heart. Fox. When we knew she never lose love any man. Yeah. Like it broke my heart, you know. Well, so I, I'm sure she broke many hearts. Many hearts. But and that song basically just uses one sample. Yeah. The main title of the score of exactly by uh, with by Charles, uh, Charles Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah. In 1984, ding, you know. Ding, ding, and courtesy of WhoSample.com, and RateYourMusic.com. This is another source I discovered for a lot of things about producers. Now, mainstream known producers, that's where I got my information on Pete Curavis, you know? Cool, cool, and cool. for that, to me it was really basic, the song, without the sample of the team of, there was no song, you know? yeah. there was no beat. Yeah. So I was generous, I give it a 2.5. 2 point? That was the worst of generous. How can you say that you're generous when you're giving it 2.5? I give it half the point. 
I could have given a zero or one. Oh, so I said in the So I even though even though a zero as a B. No. no. Even though I think your two point five is a little low, I do agree that this is where it gets monotone. Where it gets a little boring. Where it gets outdated. You know? That heavy synth be- uh, beat. Um, and to me, and then, then this is what like um, I find that G- DJ Jazzy Jeff has a sound when he produces. You know, like um, even though it could uh, again, like I always find that DJ Jazzy Jeff will kind of like always stayed in the realm of old school, uh, but he still had a sound, and that sound was not there. Uh, that's true because they use the movie team exactly it was directed at the movie you know however um no not even however because you know what i to me i find like this is the worst the weakest part of that song is unfortunately the um, instrumental track and for that reason i give it a three and just one last thing you mentioned jazzy jeff over the years i never considered him Produce uh, much more, mm. like compared to guys like Lodge Professor. Yeah, Jazzy Jeff always produced for Fresh Prince, and him was collaboration. And then he went to do a few tracks here and there for people, but he mostly did mixes. He was a great DJ. He's a great DJ. Oh, yo, I, I will tell you once mixed live. Me yo. too. And this guy's in here, and he could miss. Mix a lot of different sounds like uh, house music, yeah. you know. Yeah, he, he, really he's, down, he's, down, he's, he's done. He's done. He's done with the with, with the house music. An astonishing DJ, you know. So he was mostly known for his mixes, but after that, he, he has a lot of albums. He mixes. You gotta cope one of them, you know. And he has that kind of But that's another topic as to for the producer part. But just it was enough. So for Rana Vance on Jimmy D. Recorded in 1987, mm-hmm. it was released as a third single of the rap music's first double album, mm-hmm. and that song was discredited by yeah. the producers of New Line Cinema. Exactly, that, they were the they, they, were, they did not want to have anything to do with, with it. Rap, with rap, you know. Uh, it, it, was was like, it, was, it was that deep. It was that deep. Wow. Rap was not perceived as a musical. Uh, the white music industry didn't see rap as. As a valid music, music form, as a valid some, art form. Some, those that were uh, visionaries saw the potential, like Jerry Heller mm-hmm. from uh, NWA, NWA, you know, these guys. But the copyright holders of the movie, the franchise, they disconnected that. So the producers enlisted the five boys after that. No, not prior to that. Uh, at the, in the video and in, uh, on the record, they had to put a sticker that said this is not associated or as an Yeah, yeah, they had to put a disclaimer. Disclaimer, you know, it was just for fun and information. And then that song was a hit. Yeah. Was huge. It and after they tried to do the same yes. thing by using the fat the boys. boys. They went out to do on the third movie. If I remember, it's the third movie. And they went to do a soundtrack. They had two soundtracks, one regular and the other one. Half the album had rappers and half had rock bands like Blondie's New Age Rock. Oh, so they tried to diversify 
because they saw that Saul had so um, so much potential yeah. in the head, and they enlisted the Fat Boys to record the rap version that says with the real voice of the real Freddy. Because uh, on this one, the it, Fresh Prince was emulating yeah. Freddy. Yes, I'm Freddy, you know. And this one, they used the real voice of Freddy Krueger and Robert Englund. Yeah, yeah, Robert Englund. Yeah. And the Fat Boys did that song. Are you ready for Freddy? Boy, it wasn't that. It wasn't like great compared to that new one. Nah, nah, it wasn't. Nah, it and wasn't. for relevance longevity, it was covered by Kid Bob Kids. Yeah. In 2004. Did you know that thing is a brand of compilation album featuring children singing contemporary yeah, popular yeah. songs that sold 17 million albums? I know, I know, I know. So that's oh, live though, that's music, live. music sells. And the, the kids in 2004, they redid their version of that new My Street, you know? So for that, I give it a 3.5. Okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool. Um, so I will tell you, uh, on my end, is this track still relevant? Um, how did it stand? Me, it was mostly. I will tell you, every other year, I'll be like at some stupid Halloween party and that song is gonna play. Um, that's a proof of longevity. Yeah, that's a, that is a proof of longevity. Uh, and you know, I found the same uh, information about uh, Kids Bop uh, in 2004, but also again in 2015. So that song, that. they redid it twice in a span of a decade and plus. So it must have an impact. Or it it does have, but not only that, I find it something that. Unfortunately, could resonate really well with kids. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's okay. True. I find it's uh, it does have this childish yes, yes. essence Innocence, to essence, it. Yeah. Um, and I forget Halloween. It has to be fun. Yeah, know? that's why everybody. So again, up. even though, and I do agree with you, it's not the best track, but it does has a position. And, and the years of hip hop. That's right. It does, and for that reason, for relevance and longevity. Mostly longevity because relevance. Halloween is like once a year. I will give it a three point five, and we match. Yes, and oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Powerful impact. Boom from the cannon. Now for the impact, the hardest part to leave you, and that's where it breaks or make a song. That's right. Us, uh, impact, impact, uh, that song. It showed how rap could impact and fit in modern culture. Yes, indeed. That's a real proof. Break barriers and be accepted by forces by the white mainstream media. Mm -hmm. How a rap song could change the industry, that was a pure example, you know. He was one of the first, you know. And over the years, you saw like people like 50 Cent, Kanye West, Break Barriers, Eminem, you know, with impose the music when the industry didn't want it and they had to follow you know because white super america the whole america the whole world wanted more you know mm -hmm. and the power of a rap songs in urban america you have to read that book by steve stout now he wrote a book you know he was an executive mm -hmm. in the music yeah. the rap industry and steve stout wrote i forgot the name of the book but it talks about that how rap the change the culture, the whole culture, the industry, the corporation, hmm. the corporations, you know? And 
It did all that just by being an official, a non-official song always. You know, it was it's it true. had a disclaimer and everything. It's it true. wasn't intended to be a hit, and it worked, you know. And the song became such a crossover hit in the U.S. It reached number 15 on the Hot Mountain yeah, Train. It did. It I was did. like, damn. It I didn't did. know that back then, you yeah, know. Yeah, it did. It was so good in the hit that Jack Record incorporated four rap songs on the next movie of Nightmare on M Street 5. So my mistake, I thought it was three, but oh, it's, it's five. on the five. So Jack Record said to New Line Cinema, hey, we gotta put rap on, yeah. on our next soundtrack, that Freddy Krueger, you know? And that, that soundtrack included Boudini, Kumudi, Dr. Ice and Scooby D. Dr. Ice, is that the guy from UTFO? Yes, uh, you oh, know, sure. so I'm like, wow, these guys, Cooley D, they had to, they chose And we're we talking about Nightmare on M Street 5? 5. What, what year was that? I thought it was the Dream Warriors. Uh, yeah, because, that was in 92 because to me, like, this lineup seems pretty outdated. Outdated. Already. Know. Anyways, anyways. So, the impact was so huge. I give it a 3.5. So, you say that the impact was huge, but you give it a 3.5? Yeah. Hater, man. You're a no, hater. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I will tell you. So again, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I found also in my research, and I won't uh, repeat myself. However, there is one thing that during my research I was like, oh, that's a good one. Um, it's actually on the Billboard Top 25 Best Halloween Songs oh, Ever of all time. Of all times. So to me, guys, just for that, for impact, I give it a four. But you, you dissed me with my three point five. I thought you were gonna give it a five. Well, so I mean, like four is a little. Four, three point five. Uh, I don't know. It's still three. It's still three. <laughs> it's still three. But you know what? I feel. I, I I feel that the three point five is a little, uh, a bit of a shortcoming. Um, but it works. It works, you know. So let's do a little recap, my man, my mellow, my man. So for originality, I came up with a three. Simple you? sucker. Three. I gave it a five, man. So wait a minute. Well, I, think Ron's got the I think I got. I think I got the five varieties, man. Oh, so you see how things change. Ah. You say things don't change. I need and to rest. I need to rest. I need to rest. I have the five varieties. He's gonna come up with the flu. And delivery lyrics and flow. I went up with a two point five. Four. Red. I think you got me all wrong. You know. Four, man. I gave it a four. Wow. Because this, because of the storytelling. Because of the storytelling. But production beat. I gave it a two point five too. I I give it a three. And you know what? I will say that your 2.5 is very fair. You know, so relevance from GBD 3.5. 3.5, we cool, we in, we in. And for the impact, 3.5. I impact. I thought the song was a little more impactful. I gave it a four for a total of 19.5 on 25, 76%. And oh. that's right. That's the joint. That's the joint. Oh, me, I went out with 15 out of 25. It gave me a 60%. 
And the start is, where am I? What's my name? <laughs> How could you do this to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, no. man? How oh, can you? How could you? That song, that particular song wasn't the strongest. But because of these reasons, what he sparked it, what he did to America, you know, influence. 60%? That's why I had to be on the top. Yeah, but... 60%, That's man? our own personal opinion of the song. But if it's on the list... Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Press, <laughs> Pop is due because you're in the 1,000 songs in 40 years of hip hop. And it's, so. it, it won't be their last song. No, no, I'm no, quite no. sure. No, I'm no. quite sure from I'm quite sure. Good party people, what did you think about that? Like me on my street? Comment. I'm sure a lot of people never comment. Heard about it. Listen to the track first, first and don't be scared of that old 80s. Synth beat, okay. Yeah, just, rap style, you know? yeah, it's it's you gotta take it for what it is. So just listen to it with our perspective, what we give you, you know. So try it out. Give it know? a shot. Give it a shot. So party people, don't forget to like, cling, and also share with your friends. Yep. Comment and subscribe. You know, subscribe, party people. So as soon as we drop a new video, you get notified right away. Rebackbrainblog.com. That's right. Uh, also, uh, follow us on uh, Spotify. Yeah, we have the podcast. podcast um, Forty years of hip hop, and it's gonna be on Apple Music by next week. So, uh, so if you can't stay out, stand out face, you can listen to us instead. You know, oh yeah, you know, driving, you know, listening to some <laughs> audio, you know, that's all good. So, party people, peace. We out. We out. And we out.